Blog Talk Radio. Hello everybody, welcome to Wrestling Tracks. Well ladies and gentlemen, we're back at it again. Welcome to Wrestling Tracks everybody. I'm Lee Houston, waiting on Martez Al. He's currently he's just getting off work, headed to the house. It's live from Detroit, Michigan. He'll be joining us in just a little bit. Getting where you fit in. We are live worldwide. Just one second here. I'll get my cheat sheets together. Now, let's get some out the way right quick. Not out the way, but ladies and gentlemen, I got to wish before I forget this. I will forget it at some point. Congratulations to two groups of people. First of all, the animal, Dave Batista. Well, you know him as Deacon. After Deacon with Devon Dudley back in 2002, the animal Dave Batista with good old WWE, or even the actor you know as Dave Batista, he's found his way in the 2000, 2020 Hall of Fame. Congratulations to you, sir. A multi-time world heavyweight champion, a uh, one of the members of the most... Ev- the most revolutionary tag team back in, excuse me, the most revolutionary stable, I was about to say tag team, a stable back in the day, Evolution, the powerhouse of the group, the Batista, much love to you, sir. And, of course, a group that really doesn't need our introduction, if I can go old school on you a little bit, the NWO, brother, Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, X-Pac, believe it or not, X-Pac, Sean Waltman back in, was a part of the, of the original stable. He joined the NWO, I want to say 96, mid or late 96, 97, 98, came over to WWE, and I believe we have a short, short snippet of X-Pac's, uh, if I can play that, if I can find it first of all. It's so long ago. It happened in 1990. I want to say 98. The day after WrestleMania. 14, I'm not mistaken. I probably am. Let's see. Yeah. And now, legally, we can't play all of it. But we will play just a little clip. Check this out. For your listening pleasure. First, I'm gonna move that. I need to get that where I needed to be. I'm gonna get to the NWO for just a second. Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, X Pot, the original four members of the NWO. Later on, back in WCW, they expanded the group to 14, to 20. There's a lot of members of the NWO. One of those members is the late Macho Man Randy Savage. Yes, indeed. Randy Savage was a part of the NWO. Ted DiBiase. Randy Savage, uh, different folks. Dennis Rodman, the celebrity side. Dennis Rodman was a part of the NWO and much more. But we got to get to this speech right here. I have just a snippet of it. Can't play the whole thing. But this went Triple H brought in a little backside help because we had to get the war going between WCW and at the time, WWF. Ladies and gentlemen, check this out. Or is it sewn up? What I heard was, don't worry, kid. I got it covered. Don't sweat it. You worry too much. It's sewn up. Let me make the decisions. Well, you dropped the ball. But don't worry, HBK, because Triple H picked it up. 
And now the ball is in my court. I'll take care of the worries. I'll take care of the problems. And I'll make the decisions. Oh. This is the genesis of D-Generation X. Tonight, live in front of the world, I form the DX Army, an army to take care of business that should have been taken care of right from the start. Play it, JR. And when you start an army, when you set out to do what no one else can do, the first thing you do is you look to your blood. You look to your buddies. You look to your friends. You look to the clique. Now let's back up. So, if you're not familiar with the, with the original DX, with the original NWO, let me give you a little history lesson. It's 1990. I want to say this time is 97. No. It's 98. It's the day after. I want to say the day after WrestleMania 14. Shawn Michaels was defeated by Shawn Michaels at the time was the WWE champion. At that time, WWF for the for the lawsuit. So Shawn Michaels was the champion. He lost the title at that time to Stone to Stone Cold Steve Austin. And it's the problem. In reality, Sean had Sean was really legit injured. I injured in the match with Austin. Had to take time off. So what do you do? You're the champion. It's the guy that leads D-Generation D- X, the most rebellious stable in history. He's out of he's out of a job for right now. His job's on hold. He's healing up. What do you do? We're trying to compete against WCW, and they're whooping our tail. And for 83 weeks in a row, we're putting our tail. What do we do? We need to keep balls. We need to do something. Oh, I know. So, the powers that be done decided, yeah, I say done decided, that we need a little a little assistance. So, this is where X-Pac comes in the picture. I don't have, we, we can't legally play the whole thing, but we can give you just a snippet of his speech right here. And according to somebody, which lied big time, he could cut the mustard. Check this out. You ever need anything from me, pal, you got it. 
And I got something else to say. Kevin Nash and Scott Hall would be standing right here with us. Japanese legend, the great Kabuki. 
Asuka and Carrie Zane versus Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair in a tables, ladders, and chairs match for the women's tag team titles. If I'm not mistaken. Yes, Martez Allen's with me just a second. And on Martez, just one second. If I'm not mistaken. This will be the first female TLC match. And it's for the women's tag titles. Alistair Black has finally got the knock on his door versus Buddy Buddy Murphy and so much more to come. Ladies and gentlemen from Detroit, Michigan, our very own, our newest addition to the Wrestling Tracks family, a newest addition here, Mark Tess Al, Russell talking to D from Detroit. How you doing? Hey, man, I'm doing good, doing good. Thanks for having me on again, man. Uh, it's been a long day, but I'm ready to talk wrestling, brother. Those of you who don't know, I mentioned I post announcements um, on all of our social media platforms. We have decided to come into partnership with Russell Talking the D, Martez Al. It's kind of whatever you want to call it, partnership, correspondence, whatever you want to call it. He'll be on our show. We'll be on his show time to time, and it's going to be pretty cool. We're going to shake up the, the podcast world as far as wrestling is concerned, anyway, one way or another. And um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I look forward to shaking it up with you, man. I think uh, uh, we might be better off as an alliance. You know what I mean? Uh, (laughs) Working with each other. So, by the way, um, check out Marquez. Let's talk to you right here on Balto Radio, hosted by yours truly, Marquez Al, in Detroit, Michigan, and around the world. Not just in Detroit. They're they're all. I'm not gonna name a few places, but you already you already go see. I'm going with this. The internet is global. They're everywhere. They're in China. They're in Japan. They're in Australia. You got right. you have you have, an, you have an connection. You have Russell Talk in the D, based in Detroit. I didn't catch that last part. Can you repeat that? I said Russell Talk in the D is everywhere. You have internet connection. You have Russell Talk in the D. That is not yep. just in Detroit. You can get it from Japan. You can get Russell Talk in the D from Germany. You can get it from Australia. If you have right. internet connection. Have Russell Talk in the D. Yeah, and, and that's what's so cool about uh, being on this uh, blogtalkradio.com. Uh, people can hear it everywhere. They can hear it in Australia. They can hear it in China. They can hear it uh, in Boston. They can hear it in Texas. They can hear it in Detroit. They can hear it everywhere. So that's the cool thing about being uh, on this platform. It's, it's international. You know, it's, it's it's just not it's just not limited to this country. It's for all countries who ever like wrestling. Yes, sir. So, so, by the way, while you're here, you might as well click over. Russ talking to D. I do not have at the time. Don't physically have their uh, broadcast schedule, but they are here. And they are ready, and they will rock and roll and make you think. And you have some have some fun as well. Oh, uh, oh yeah. I'm uh, you're breaking up on me. Uh, keep me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can hear you better now. All right. Let's get into it, ladies and gentlemen. So, Martez, give your opinion right quick. I said earlier, if you're just joining us here, the NWO is going in the Hall of Fame. And now mm-hmm. most people think the Hall of Fame is kind of a joke. People going in more than once. For example, yeah. Hogan, Hogan, Nash, and Hall, no, actually all of them are going to be four times, excuse me, two-time two Hall of Famers. Yeah. I don't have, I don't have, it, it, it might be a joke like the WWE Hall of Fame. It, I mean, I think they could, they could do better with it. You know, it, it's not something that I um, make sure I watch. I'm not really uh, entertained by the Hall of Fame. But I don't have an issue with uh, people like Hulk Hogan or, uh, or Booker T being inducted into the Hall of Fame twice. I don't have an issue with that. Uh, so I'm okay with it, you know. And you now, definitely can't leave out. We might have a problem when uh Ric Flair gets in because he's definitely going to be there with Evolution, making Ric Flair a three-time Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. <laughs> Triple H, he's going to end up being in there a, a whole lot of times, man. So people better get prepared. <laughs> yes, indeed. It's like so, at, both, both of you did know this. I found this out. I was walking through the network one day watching the old Hall of Fame ceremonies. I found this out. The Hall of Fame ceremony 
obviously, it started off with Andre the Giant. It's supposed to be a tribute to Andre the Giant alone. He was the first and the only Hall of Famer. And this is supposed to be like a tribute to Andre the Giant. It turned out to be like some more people got targeting into it. So at first, if you watch it in 1994, it's like a dinner at first. You know, mm-hmm. like, like the Slammys. It's supposed to be a dinner at the time. Then it started growing to what it is now, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. I find that interesting. A little, little fun fact for you there. Um, the first Hall of Famer, of course, Andre the Giant, the first Hall of Famer. And we got it at the ground, Paul. We, we, we got it, the old-timer here. Vince McMahon Sr. Uh, finally got in, his own, got in his own organization. I would love to see Vince McMahon Hall of Fame one day. Yeah. He probably wouldn't let it happen because he's not – Missing Man is actually, in reality, a cool dude, humble guy. A lot of people think Missing Man was spoiled growing up. Let me tell you a little mm-hmm. story here. Uh, Vince didn't use the man name until he met his father. He lived with his, his stepfather, who was abusive. And Missing Man's words, and I quote, I wish he would die one day. Every, every once in a while, Vince <laughs> would say that uh, him and his stepfather had a horrible relationship, an abusive relationship. Never used to make man name till he met his father. Best man was not a spoiled rich kid. Let me tell you that right now. Uh, mm-hmm. If anybody thinks I say that because people think Mr. Man, uh, the all is all like he no 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 no. Mr. Man earned every every dime he got. He has earned right. it. Trust me. Right. Every cent he got. But you know what, Lee? You know, like, I'm a Vince McMahon supporter. You know, like, I don't always agree with everything that he does. But, like, I almost feel like people are forgetting how great Vince McMahon is and how and how much of an impact Vince McMahon has had on the, the sport of wrestling, you know? I hear these people talk about Vince McMahon needs to go away. Vince McMahon is bad for wrestling. Vince McMahon, he is wrestling. And wrestling wouldn't be where it's at without Vince McMahon, so... I don't understand why people give McMahon such a hard time. Um, like I time. said, people, most people think he grew up. Most people think he grew up with a silver spoon in his mouth. No, 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 not at all. Trust me, not at all. Um, now his kids. Also, let me give you a little fun fact here. Stephanie McMahon, but she grew up in college. Her, she did not use McMahon name. On her, but I say that like she used the the influence of the man. She earned her degree, every dime of her degree by her name. Mm. So, okay. so okay. people think, you, oh, she's a she's a billionaire because of her daddy. She got the college because of her daddy. Hell no. This had this made her for that baby. <laughs> a lot of people think the man's a spoiled a full bunch of punks. Not at all. They have earned their place as far as influence. Yeah. That's a little fun fact. So yeah. Thanks for the fun fact. I didn't know that about Vince McMahon. I didn't know that. So you taught yeah, me something. I, and I saw it on the um I'm not making this up. I saw it on the it was the podcast on Debbie Network. I know it's still there. It was with Stone Cold or of uh, Jericho. Vince McMahon was on there. Mm. I can't remember which one it was. And also a couple of Stephanie McMahon, she's on on the Jericho, and she mentioned that as well. That's how I got that, that's how I got that from. So before mm-hmm. we get all bushy bushy here, I, there is going to come a time at some point. The WrestleMania card is going to come out next year at some point, and uh, pre- WrestleMania thirty five was thirty five was okay. It was just too damn long. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> My poor mama, who don't care about wrestling at all, she watched it with me, and uh, she she stood as long as she could, as long as she could. She checked it. Was, I did. I, I I counted all of the next day. Martinez, it went off the air at eleven oh one, eleven oh five to be exact. Came on the air at five thirty p.m. Uh, Sunday. Went off the mm-hmm. air eleven oh five p.m. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My math is horrible, but wow. yeah. <laughs> maybe next year we can kind of shorten it a little bit. Maybe. Just maybe. 
Yeah. I mean, I like I like wrestling. I I can, I can never get enough of wrestling. I can I can never get enough watching watching wrestling. Uh, but yeah, it, last year it was just too long. You know, uh, they if they could start it at seven p.m., I'd be okay with that. But starting yeah. at five thirty, that's just a little bit too much. You know, at some point uh, during the telecast, you kind of uh, get tired. You know, around the eight eight o'clock point, <laughs> you get tired because you've been watching wrestling since. Five thirty, and then bro, I, mean, I, I guarantee, I pretty, I'm not, I'm not sure on this, but I, I can assume, I'm pretty sure some, some wrestlers went, went in the locker room, they had private locker rooms, took a nap. Y'all, y'all wake me up when this, when I, when it's my, when it's my thing. Absolutely, and, and what about some wrestlers? And some wrestlers after they match is over, if they match came on, came on before eight o'clock or before seven o'clock, they probably on the next jet. To the next city, you know they probably yeah. saying I did my part. I'm gone because I know wrestlers do that. Once they get finished with their matchup, especially Brock Lesnar, like I, I heard reports that he leaves right after his match matchup. Of course, that's yeah. funny. Speaking to Brock Lesnar, uh, Brock, Brock Lesnar has said this himself through his advocate Paul Heyman. He doesn't even watch the product at all. <laughs> kind of stupid. Wow. And I think it's because. You are the WWE champion. We, I said this in the video we did a while ago. You are the WWE champion. You are the top dog in this industry. Mm-hmm. The man. Mm-hmm. Why would you not watch your product? Yeah, that, that's a good question. You know, um, Because it could be the simple reason that he's only there for the money. They are mm-hmm. there for the money, but Brock Lesnar, I could believe that he doesn't give a good hot chocolate about watching a product. He's just there for that paycheck. You know? Yeah. Uh he shows up when he wanna show up. He has the best schedule that you could ever ask for. Uh most of these guys they don't get off days. Uh they, they wrestle three hundred and sixty days out of the year. But Brock Lesnar gets what he wants. You know, Brock Brock Lesnar Brock Lesnar wrestles about five times a year. <laughs> so uh I can believe that he don't care and he don't watch the product. Hell, The Undertaker works once a year, and I guarantee he watches this at some point. Uh, I, I agree with you. I agree. The Undertaker, the Undertaker works one time a year, but he shows up. Brock Lesnar, you got to pull teeth and nail to get Brock Lesnar over here. But I, I, will, I, will, I will say this. Great for ratings. If I want, I, I, my show sucks, and I need somebody to come spike it, I call Brock Lesnar. Usually Brock, Brock Lesnar knows his worth. You know, Brock, 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 Brock Lesnar realizes that they need him. They need him because he's, he's controversial. They need him because he's a big name. They need him because he's, he's must-see TV. Whether you like him or not, Brock Lesnar, he's polarizing. And Brock yeah. Lesnar knows that. You know? But then again, there, there's, that, there's that thing, though, because... There's no then without without Paul Heyman there's no Brock Lesnar. I say it for reasons because if you notice the day after WrestleMania 30, the very next night, Paul Heyman mm-hmm. is all the talking. Mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar did all the work. Paul Heyman did all right. the glory. Brock Heyman, Paul right. Heyman didn't do nothing but stood out there, cheer Brock Lesnar on, do do what man is supposed to do. Paul Heyman, right. Brock Lesnar's the one who did all the work. Mm-hmm, He's supposed to get mm-hmm. all the attention, all the glory, all the credit, all the booty. But no, Paul Heyman's the one <laughs> all the glory. So there is no Paul Heyman or Brock Lesnar. It don't work. That's why you don't see Brock Lesnar. That's why Brock don't see, rarely ever talk. Brock Lesnar's not a talker. But I say talk, he don't, his promo skills suck because Paul Heyman is the one that gets all the, gets all the juices going. <laughs> Yeah, Paul Heyman, he's a uh, he's he's a beast. Uh, he's the man. I, mm. I never thought Lesnar. I, I don't mind when Brock Lesnar. I like when he talks, you know. But some people like you say that uh, he's not good on the mic. Uh, but I, I don't. I actually don't think he's that bad. But that's just, that's just me. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, Mike. Taylor, ask you this right here. Do you think at some point we'll have a like, I'm trying to see. I'm trying to see. I'm going with this because I am really tired of these storylines that's not working out. For example, Lesnar, Rusev, Lana, you run that, you run that to the ground. 
It's time to move on. Mm-hmm. How how would you kill that storyline? How do I feel about it? Or how do, or, uh, yeah, I think yeah, I think that's what you said. Uh, I'm uh I'm hot and cold with that storyline. You know, uh, one moment like when they first brought it out, uh, I didn't care for it. You know, and then uh, a few weeks later, I started to care about it. Then a few weeks later, I didn't care about it. Uh, but tonight. I find myself enjoying the storyline because I feel like the storyline it finally has some legs. I see what they're trying to do now. It's it's a, it's a bigger picture involved with them. I think uh, they're trying to make Rusev a, a huge baby face. So when Rusev comes out of this uh, triangle, he's going to be a huge baby face with the fans. I think it's a bigger picture, and Lana, she's going to receive that 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 real that real heat mm-hmm. from the from the people. Because like she's easily disliked, and uh, Bobby Lashley, like this is gonna help Bobby Lashley, you know, because many people feel like Bobby Lashley he's stale, but Bobby Lashley is no longer stale. So even though the storyline is uh is cringing, it's cringeworthy sometimes. I think it's a bigger picture in- involved, and uh, like as of, as of today, I'm back to liking the storyline, but I do hope that it ends <laughs> this this Sunday. Well. Lana, she said she getting death threats, you know, and I this this <laughs> when you do that, you're crossing entertainment. You you're picking the reality a little bit, and that's wrong yeah. right there. Right, I think people at the end of the day, most people even sometimes I feel like the announcers when they talk trash about the storyline, I think it's because she's with a brother, she's with Bobby Lashley, even though it's scripted, mm-hmm. they don't like the fact that. That she's with a, a, a brother that that that's muscle bound, that's chiseled, and that's what's uh, that, that's what's uh, making them uh, angry. I think that's the biggest reason. Yes, indeed. Yes. Well, Jim, we gotta take a very quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about real quick the influence the NWO. I'm I'm around the NWO a little bit, if you don't mind. The the influence mm-hmm. about how they have professional wrestling. Past 20 years, the NWO has run amok. They shook the bottle up all over the place, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to take a very quick break. Mm-hmm. Plus, you have it. It's awesome. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm. Okay, everybody. Let's take it from the top. Something's happening. Something exciting. Something authentic and true. Everything changes now. Um, next. What's next? The future. That's our specialty. Trust me? Gentlemen, we are back. Hang on okay, everybody. We are back. Martez, how you doing, man? We're back. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Yeah, I'm still with you. Yes, sir. But sorry, if you don't Disney Plus, check it out. It's awesome. That's the whole. That's why I did all that. Um, I watch. I have it right now. I've been watching it all pretty much all day. It's pretty cool. 
It's like Netflix, Disney all the time. Just like so six ninety nine a month, six ninety nine a month, all the time. You got all your old school, all your new school, combined the one. Disney Plus, like Netflix, but better. So you guys out the way. The NWO since nineteen ninety six after taking wrestling by storm, running in muck, and all these years later, twenty years later, the influence still remains. What's your favorite NWO moment? Ooh, that's a good question. Mm. Ooh, wow. Uh, I would have to say, I don't know if I have a favorite moment, but I, I used to love when they used to uh, spray paint. After they, after they beat up somebody, they they uh, they would spray paint the person's back with the letters uh, NWO. I used to like that. I used to like when they used to beat up on the giant, who is now the big show. <laughs> I used to like that. And I, I used to like the swagger that they used to come out to the ring with. I like the fact that they were uh, a dominant force. Um, but I don't have one, one uh, moment that I can tell you. Because I, I pretty much, uh, I like pretty much like everything uh, that they did. Um, I mean, I can easily say when Hogan turned heel, that was a, that was a great moment. Uh, so if you want me to pick a moment, I'll go back to that uh, when Hulk Hogan uh, turned heel for the first time and joined forces with Kevin Nash and Hall to create uh, NWO. Well, actually, bro, I was, I was about to go there. That's one of my favorite moments right there. It's, it's the funny thing about that storyline. Uh, actually, at the time, hang on a second here. Yeah, at the time, Hogan was actually late. He was, mm-hmm. I remember I remember reading somewhere, these are Hogan's words himself. He was late that night in the traffic, and it was mm-hmm. supposed to be Sting. So, mm-hmm. if, I, if I remember correctly, let me get my memory straight, if I remember correctly, it's 1996, Bash of the Beach. So it's Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Mystery Guy versus Sting, Lex Luger, I'm not mistaken, and Randy Savage. No. Yeah. Randy Savage? I want to say. It, yeah, that's a long time I remember yeah. correctly here. Let me on my tip. Yeah, it was, it was Randy Savage. Yep. Yeah. Randy yeah. Savage, Les Luger, and Sting. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Versus Scott Hall, Kevin Nash. So, this is what happens. Where's the third guy at? You're, you've been talking all this trash. Where's the third guy? Is he here? He's here. He's ready. We don't know who it is yet. Yeah. So, we'll go on without him. So, they're having the match. At one spot, referee's knocked out. The, the referee's, referee's doing his job. Randy Savage is knocked out. Actually, knocks out uh, Lex Luger. So, it's two on two. The third guy's coming. Where he at? Hulk Hogan wants out of the building. He walks down the ring. Oh, let Hogan through. Security's everywhere. Security's all over the place. Hogan walks through. Hey, hey. Hogan walks through. Okay. He's good. He come in. And he take, he's in the ring. Bam! Let's drop, let's drop Savage, his best friend all these years. What the hell's going on here? He slaps he, he Hogan's hand. That's Hall's hands. Sub Nash hands. Mm. Oh my God. He's the third guy. Everybody in that building around the world was <laughs> all, all caps pissed the hell off. Hulk Hogan, mm-hmm. all these years, this good old yellow, yellow, red, say your prayers, each of Iman's brother, and is now aligning himself with these jerk offs. Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. I used the word jerk offs at the time. That's what their opinion was. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. These two jerk-offs, if you will, Kevin Nash got mm-hmm. Hall, and the good, the good old boy Hulk Hogan is the third guy. And that very night, starts revolution, which is, mm-hmm. and which is to this day, the influence of revolution is alive and very much well. That's my favorite NWO moment of all time. Brother, yeah, that's that's a that's a great moment. You know, that's that started it all. You know, uh, that changed that that moment that moment right there 
it not only started everything for the NWO, but in my opinion, it changed the whole landscape of professional wrestling. Without Hulk Hogan and the NWO joining forces uh, or creating the NWO, I don't think we, we would have the Monday Night Wars. I don't even know if wrestling would still be around today. Because the, the, the Hulk Hogan and the NWO, they stayed wrestling. You know, I, I was in Stone Cold and The Rock came afterwards, but that night really saved wrestling. Because for me, I got tired of watching WWE, and I never was watching WCW until I heard about Hulk Hogan uh, turning into a bad guy. So let me get this straight. So let's fast forward to 2001, the, the Lions storyline. So were, were, were you an Alliance guy then? Uh, no, I didn't. Do you mean, do, do, do I like, did I like that storyline? I mean, what side were you on? Um, hmm. That's a good question. Uh, I, I think I was on the side of WWF at the time, or WWE, whatever we want to call it. Yeah. And only because I think WCW, and they didn't have the main guys. They had a bunch of... Uh, a bunch of uh, really nobodies, in my opinion. It was a few people I knew about, but they didn't. They didn't have Sting. They didn't have Goldberg. They didn't have Hogan. In, uh, they didn't have uh, Ric Flair. Diamond uh, Dallas Page. They didn't have this, those type of uh, key players on the uh, WCW side of things when that whole alliance angle went down. So I really didn't care about WCW when they. Uh, Invading raw, so I was a WWF guy. All right, cool. So, ladies and gentlemen, by the way, speaking of all these moments, later at some point this month, I want to say on thirty first, New Year's Eve, that's going to be a Tuesday. So, we're going to do something right here as well. Always do our end of the year matches. We'll say every match of two thousand nineteen, everywhere, NXT UK, mm-hmm. uh, WWE. Not just not just those guys, AEW, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, uh, any wrestling company on planet Earth that still exists, they must still be in operation. It's 2019, the best match of 2019. They got to still be around. So we'll say all these matches. We email you list. We email you Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, everywhere. Uh, they're going to take 100 requests. Out of that 100 matches, break it down to 20. Break that down to 10. We're going to talk about it right here. The, we're going to leave a space open. The one left standing will be called the match of the year. That will be the match of the year. Talk about all of them from 10 to 1. Count them down. The one that's left standing will be the match of the year. Right here, Wrestle Tracks. We got to the 31st. Put a list together. Whatever you got, whatever you do, we're going to talk the best matches of 2019. So, sounds good. Sounds good. Yes, sir. So, right now, I'm going to go ahead and put my little two cents in. I, as of right now, I, the best matches I've seen, in my humble opinion, I want to say just happens to take place across the street at AEW, Cody Rose versus Chris Jericho. That's mm. my humble opinion right there. What about you, okay. Mark? Yeah, uh, uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to uh, think about some matches that, that were memorable uh, this year. Uh, the most recent match I could think of was the, uh, Kenny Omega versus uh, John Moxley in that uh, unsanctioned uh, anything goes matchup. I think that was a uh, it was a gory matchup, but it was a good matchup. You know, that was a, a memorable, memorable. Excuse me, that was a uh, uh, a match that I think is one of the top matches of 2019. Uh, I'm trying to think of some more, man. Uh, hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I don't have any off the top of my head right now, but that matchup, that uh, John Moxley versus Kenny Omega. Yes, sir. 
Man, we love that. Hear your, your guys' opinion of it. You got to 2009, you got to the rest of this year, if you will. We're going to take all the requests by December 31st, of New Year's Eve. So by December 31st, we'll come together, talk about every match possible in 2019. The best one will be the match of the year. Mind you, from anywhere, not just WWE, but anywhere, New Japan, Impact Wrestling, AEW, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. the Lucha Libre side wrestling, if you will. So, uh, <laughs> any, any, any company that's alive and well in 2019, mm-hmm. amateur, pro, excuse me, indie wrestling, professional wrestling, whatever you got. As long as it's yeah. an operating company, they, it, it qualifies to be one of the best matches of the year locally, right. out of state, internationally. Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And I didn't mention that uh, that Adam Cole versus Daniel Bryan matchup was uh, off the hook. Yes, sir. Uh, that was one of my favorite matches in 2019. Uh, great, great storytelling. Uh, both opponents uh, really went toe to toe with each other. You know mm-hmm. that match really showed that Daniel Bryan still got it. You know, uh, and Adam Cole to be able to. Uh, uh, be called up at the last minute to wrestle Daniel Bryan and to deliver uh, that great of a match. You know that that's that's definitely one of my top matches in 2019. You know, a lot of people um, don't understand the these what wrestlers go through. For example, let's say let's say these guys come early, early today. The they came to the arena tonight. They some of them might have to wrestle at la, at, at a minute at a second's notice. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's saying like you go into the arena, you got your bags, you're about to go in your locker room. Hey, we 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 need you in the match right now. Right, you got time to change your gear. Go go fight right now on your street clothes right now. Like a second notice, and you had all the, the people don't realize the script changes throughout the day. So tomorrow, let's say next Monday morning, Friday morning. They got they got script for, for they got script for SmackDown, hmm. so that that could change by Friday night, Friday evening. They got a new script, two hours for the yeah. show, fresh script. Yeah. Second before SmackDown starts, a new script. They change out the night. So by the way, when you go to any pay per view, WWE has, for example, at the bottom of your ticket or at the bottom of the of the card you watch on Wikipedia, it's subject to change. So what's the match you could be have, could be hoping for? That could change by by the end of the night. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Know, nothing is nothing is uh, <laughs> nothing is uh, concrete. You know, just when you think things are concrete, it's not in professional wrestling. Anything can change. You know, at That's the right. last minute. At the bottom of your ticket, if you go to these events, as a mostly with with WWE, at the bottom of your ticket. Subject to change. You can't see it was very bottom of your ticket. Or at least they used to put this on there. It's subject to change. Anything happened yep. there? A series of tickets. Uh, right here in Dallas, Texas, January 24th. I plan to be there. SmackDown will be live right here in Dallas, Texas for for uh, Royal Rumble weekend. And of course, the Royal Rumble takes place in Houston, Texas, January 26th. That's a Sunday. I believe that's a Sunday. I want to say Sunday. I'm not sure. But we'll be on the Rumble pay-per-view Sunday night, Eastern Texas, right here in the wonderful state of Texas. Unfortunately for me, it's four hours away. That sucks. But in Georgia, your neck of the woods, your homeboy, I said homeboy because he's part from Detroit himself, Kevin Nash. I'd like to see your brother, a two-time Hall of Famer. I keep saying, I keep bringing this video for a reason. We wouldn't be in, we wouldn't be talking about this like we are now if those four, if those three guys at the time hadn't shake up this business. Mm-hmm. And uh, what made it so cool is this, and you probably can attest to this, but what made it so cool was uh, the way they, the way they initially invaded WCW. Uh-huh. Uh, nobody, that was one of the first times we ever seen uh, a storyline about an, 
invasion. You know, at the time, people still thought that Kevin Nash and Scott Hall was with WWE. Most of us was like, what? Why are they on WCW and they on uh, WWE? You know, and, and many of us, we didn't realize that their contracts were up because of that. Oh, yeah. We didn't, we didn't, yeah. Yeah, because I want to say either it's Kevin Nash or um or X Pop. The contract expired at midnight, so Monday okay. morning there was there was a brand new company. Right. Okay. So like your contract at that time, like you 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 could be a new company the next morning. So let's say midnight tonight. Let's say it's one o'clock back twenty years ago at the time. Midnight tonight, uh, Kevin. Let's say Kevin Owens' contract expires tonight. I'm just saying now, his contract expires tonight. Kevin Kevin Owens. The next morning, he's at uh AEW or something like that. The next very next morning, anything can happen in this business. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, right. Randy Madison yeah. Hall of Fame. Anything can happen in this business. You said who? Randy, I said hell. Randy Savage in the Hall of Fame. Anything can happen in this business. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> now, one absolutely. person, this is a whole different, this whole different show. We've said this all the time. This is a whole different conversation. But one person who would never, ever, 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 in this lifetime, be in the Hall of Fame is one person whose name is revered, unfortunately, with infamy. If he's dead and gone, ashes and dust, and he will still be the most outlaw person in all professional wrestling, I'm talking about the crippler, Chris Benoit. The legendary Chris Benoit. Now, I'm going to say this right here. Feel how you feel about it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it anyhow. Chris Benoit, as an athlete, not as a human being, as an athlete, is the most greatest person I ever seen in a pair of boots. I mean, his matches are spot on. As a human being, a piece of crap, what he did. Look at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, As a human being, horrible, he's a piece of crap. As a wrestler, mm-hmm. greatest athlete I've ever seen in my life. As a person, yep. he can rock what he's saying. <laughs> Now, if you want, yeah. you want to know why I said that, you got to look it up. We're running out of time. If you want to know why I said that, look up Chris Benoit incident. You'll find all about it. Horrible. Um, that's why he's the most outlaw person in all personal wrestling. He's dead. That was a perfect spot for you, Martinez. I'm just saying. Right. <laughs> that was a perfect area for you right there. You missed it. I did. I did. I mean, <laughs> you passed me the ball and I wasn't ready to shoot, man. <laughs> right. Look, look, we, we did a show back in, uh, I want to say, uh, probably about six months ago where we talked about Chris Benoit and we talked about Eddie Guerrero. And we really uh-huh. wanted to focus on Chris Benoit and Chris Benoit and why he doesn't get talked about enough. We're not talking, and I agree with you. It's not about the, the human being, Chris Benoit. We're talking about the character of Chris Benoit. And the character of Chris Benoit was one of the most elite, one of the most best wrestlers you've ever received in your life. You know, mm-hmm. he, was, he was a technician. He was a technician in the ring. You know, he, he was passionate in the ring from what I saw. And he, he was just fun to watch. You know, he and, and uh, people got to be able to separate the two, you know. Yeah. Uh, but you never, never say never, but I don't think he's ever going to get in. That's one person that will never get in the Hall of Fame. Um, oh, man. I'm pretty sure somewhere at WWE headquarters, at somewhere, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it exists, but there's a list of people who would never be in the Hall of Fame at the top of the list. The number mm-hmm. one person at the top of the list is Chris Benoit. That will never get in. That's what you're saying. I'm not saying there's a there's an actual list. It probably is, probably not. I can't confirm or deny that. But at the top yeah. of the list, number one, puzzle gave me number one. Chris Benoit would never in this life be in the Hall of Fame. 
Never, ever, ever. Hey, brother, I think he's the only one on the list. <coughs> look, well, well, this my turn. My, oh, yeah. Yeah, right, right. Macho Man got in. Look at the uh, the allegations that, 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 that follows him. Uh, him possibly uh, dating or messing with Stephanie McMahon when she was a teenager. You know? Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that has been forever talked about, you know? And uh, many people would say that's the reason Vince never brought him back to WWE was because of that. And look, he got in the Hall of Fame. Ultimate Warrior got in the Hall of Fame. You know? Hmm. No, I think yeah. I think we're gonna talk. We, 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 I, I'm sorry, I think I think we're gonna talk about episode. We might, you know what? We're gonna do it. Uh, Martez, you would like join us on there. We're gonna talk about people who should or should not be in the Hall of Fame. Maybe people. I don't know if it's possible. People who people whose Hall of Fame induction should be rescinded. Is that possible? I'm not sure they can do that. Mm-hmm. Is is, is the Hall of Fame induction permanent? Can you can you forever be a Hall of Famer? Can you have it taken away? I mean, I mean they can always remove somebody from the Hall of Fame, but that's like with uh, I don't know if you uh, watch basketball or you watch football, but uh, I remember when they took Reggie Bush Heisman Trophy away from him because of some scandal. Mm-hmm. You might you you can take it out of the history books. But deep down in our brain, we're still going to know that he was a Heisman Trophy winner. So you can you can take somebody out of the WWE Hall of Fame, but deep down we still know that he he was a Hall of Famer. So they can take somebody out off the Hall of Fame all they want. I think us as fans, we will still know that that person was a Hall of Famer. You know, I looked up Chris Benoit on the network. I did. Can't find Ben. Ben. Now, back in the day, before, before they messed it up, I was talking about the original network, not the yeah. update. Update sucks. I have, I still have it. I watch it all the time. I watch it this morning. Yeah. Watch it tonight. I still, I love the network. I really do. Before they messed it up, you can find this new matches everywhere. After the update, nope, not up in here. Who? We talking about? Nope, not here. So you telling me nobody defeated Randy Orton? Child and for the World Heavyweight Championship. No, excuse me. Put that. Put that around. You're telling me Randy Orton defeated nobody in 2004 with the World Championship. You're telling me nobody won the 2004 Royal Rumble. You know what I'm saying? You said what about the Royal Rumble? Nobody won or Randy Orton? What did you say? I'm, I'm listening. <laughs> I didn't hear you all. You, so, so let's say on the network, oh, right now, yeah. on the WWE Network, you, look, you, you type in Chris Benoit, it's going to say nope, or it's going to say error or something like that. You're telling me in 2004, at the Royal Rumble, nobody won in oh. 2004. You're telling me oh. <laughs> Randy Orton defeated nobody in 2004 for the World Championship. Right. I, I give what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you, yeah, yeah. I, I totally get I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. So now we know that Chris Benoit won the Royal Rumble 2004. We know he Chris, Randy Orton defeated Chris Benoit for the first World Championship. We know that. They know that. As far as the public, as far as on the network, on the programming himself, not going to happen. Not going to find it anymore, anywhere. No, this day, any person, any wrestler who values their job, who values getting paid, who values employment in WWE would never mention the word Chris Benoit on WWE programming. Yep. If you value your job, yep. you're not going to do it. I guarantee it. But you ain't got the ball mm-hmm. number one, and you, need, and you need this money. Absolutely. Even, even the most cool. Con- mm-hmm. Hey, you, yeah. You yeah, I was gonna say, uh, even the most controversial people won't say the words Chris Benoit. Even CM Punk, as controversial as he is, he won't say uh, Chris Benoit. You know, because and I'm begging anybody, Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar, of all people, who push the envelope way too damn far. They won't even mm-hmm. go there. No, nah, they won't go there at all. 
you know. Uh, however, it'd be nice if they mentioned Chris Benoit without actually mention, mentioning his name. You yeah. know what I mean? It'd be because you can't just simply erase everything that he did out the out the wrestling wrestling books. You just can't, mm-hmm. or the wrestling tracks, if you will. <laughs> You, you you can't yeah, you, you yeah. can't do that. <laughs> I like it, it's just. I mean, like I say, Randy Orton he won his first championship against Chris Benoit. You know, so what mm-hmm. you're gonna do? Just forget about. You're not gonna mention the person he he defeated for the championship. What if somebody right. wanted to interview Randy Orton? You know. About his first ever championship, he can't mention Chris Benoit. I think it's unfair. You know, because at the end of the day, you got to be able to separate character versus reality. Like you said oh, yeah. earlier, you don't you don't care for the human being, you don't care for the human being Chris Benoit, but you definitely celebrate the wrestler Chris Benoit. Yeah. And it's, a, it's a difference. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are always out of time, but Martez, you are up to it. Um, here at Wrestling Class, we have a little um, email club here. What we're going to do, we're going to email a very special 30-minute, no less, a uh, bonus episode. You can only get it by subscribing to Wrestling Class email. All you got to do is email WrestlingTracksGmail.com, and we'll send it out to those who are a part of it. It's our fan club here, our little fan club, email club. All you got to do, WrestlingTracksGmail.com, you get the exclusive goods when the show is over. And we're running out of town, and this is getting really good. And you want more of this? No problem. We're, we're going to give it exclusively to email only. That's it. Now, if we want to link it, you have to, uh, I don't know, got to be part of the, you got to join us right here. But, Martez, stick around to the show. We have very short, 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 I mean, very short bonus edition of this broadcast only at WrestlingTracksGmail.com. Email us for it if you want it. We'll send it to you. So, Martez, real quick, this is for this for this uh, moment right here. What is your overall favorite moment of 2019? My overall favorite moment of 2019. Uh, mm. I want to say uh, Becky Lynch uh, winning the. Uh, <laughs> The uh, Raw and SmackDown Women's Championship. That was my that was my favorite moment of uh, 2019. Uh, yeah, that 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 was it. Well, or or can I say CM Punk returning in some kind of way? I know he's not wrestling, but CM Punk returning, and that's that ranks up there too. And uh, also the debut of AEW. So, as we wrap this up right here, you think uh, you think AEW any chance of competing with with a pro with an experienced pro at that like WWE? I, I I didn't hear you. You said, do I think AEW what? You think AEW has a chance of competing with a serious pro like WWE? Oh uh, yes, yes I do. Will they uh, ultimately defeat WWE? I mean, his, history would tell us no. Uh, but I think they have what it takes to go toe-to-toe with WWE. You know, they have uh, they have great superstars over there. They have a great thing going over there. They're not WWE, but I think they're right on the cusp. And I think they're, they're, they're coming. And I think uh, we ain't seen nothing yet from AEW. You know, this time next year, you're going to see a huge amount of stars. You know, wait till Luke Harper go over there. Mark, wait till uh, possibly the extension go over there. Uh, a few other people. What, this, 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 maybe right back. We might see him over there. Enzo and more. Enzo and Cass. We might see him over there eventually. Just, just wait. You know, because I feel like AEW hasn't brought out their big guns yet. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. So, we're going to get on out of here, but we're going to have an exclusive episode, just a little bit. It won't be long at all. This is only if you have 
If an email connection here, all you, all you need is an email. We'll send it to you. You got to be part of the email because it's going to be exclusive stuff in here. And I, we can't just do it for free just yet right now to everybody. So, you know, that's the part. That's, that's all you got to do is registration.com. Registration.com. All you got to do email us. We'll see you guys a very short snippet of this episode we're about to do right here. Martez, stick around if you will, sir. And also, you want this episode fresh like this. AllTalkRadio.com side wrestling track. Everywhere. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on YouTube. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. We're all around the freaking world. It's global. You gotta come here fresh. You want it like fresh bread. We're gonna get out of here. We're gonna give you all the smoke, if you will, in just a little bit. Thanks for having us, everybody. We'll see you next time on Wrestling Track. Good night, everybody. Please. I'm going to you. Hello. Yeah.